0: Hi everyone, this is Austin Bridges welcoming you to the LL Research Podcast in the Now, episode number 30. LL Research is a nonprofit organization dedicated to freely sharing, spiritually oriented information and fostering community. And towards this end has two websites, the archive website, llresearch.org, and the community website, bringforth.org. During each episode, those of us at LL Research form a panel to consider questions from spiritual seekers. Our panel consists of Jim McCarty, husband to the late Carla Ruckert, scribe for the raw contact, and president of LL Research, along with Gary Bean and myself, who are working hard to keep the mission of LL Research alive and well, each of us a devoted seeker and student of the Law of One. We intend this podcast to be a platform of discussion as we consider questions from spiritual seekers that often challenge us to articulate our own perspective. Our replies to these questions are not final and authoritative. Instead, they are generally subjective interpretations stemming from our own studies and life experiences. We always ask each who listens to exercise their own discernment and listen for their own resonance in determining what is true for them. If you would like to submit a question for this show, please do so. Our humble podcast relies on your questions. You may either send an email to contact at llresearch.org or go to www.llresearch.org slash podcast for further instructions. Again, I'm Austin and we are embarking on a new episode of LL Research's weekly podcast, In the Now. You guys here and ready to go? Both of those. Indeed. We've made it 30 episodes. Yay. We're rolling along. Uh, our questions today all come from Lily, who asks some very good questions, and these seem to all have to do with the energy centers. So, Lily's first question is: How do we determine if an energy center is indeed balanced? What are the alarming signals for an unbalanced energy center? How do healthy issues relate to energy center balances, especially for wanderers? Daily life examples for each level would be great.
1: Sue, so, how would you like to start us off, Jim? Well, as far as determining whether energy centers are balanced or not, uh, assuming we cannot see auras and read centers, which is probably true for almost everybody listening, um, the long term way of determining it would be looking at your experiences and correlating the experiences that you're having difficulty with, with the various energy centers with which they go. And looking at those areas where you're moving along smoothly and making uh, the same correlations there. The various energy centers uh, have different functions. Um, One of the other ways of determining whether or not centers might be balanced is the use of the pendulum. Uh, The pendulum determines whether or not the center is uh, open and activated and functioning in an open fashion. That also then would presume that if it is open, that there is a certain amount of balance to it because a blocked energy center cannot be balanced. So Ross suggested that if you use a pendulum, you check to see uh, which direction. uh, Usually clockwise suggests an open energy center. Some people are just the opposite, though. So if you continually get a reading of a counterclockwise motion for the energy centers, you might be dealing with somebody who is actually open and functioning clearly with a counterclockwise motion if you get um a weak back and forth just a very weak back and forth uh, over any energy center that means there is a slight blockage a partial blockage if you get a real strong back and forth of a pendulum that means there's a uh, an over activation just the opposite of blockage and neither of those is a good thing so those would suggest you're uh, needing some work there and it's out of balance the lower three energy centers uh, are more active um in the effect, the way they affect the pendulum. Their activity can be reflected in the speed and the width of the circles that the pendulum makes. The higher energy centers, starting with the green, um, don't necessarily have higher speeds of rotation. They tend to form crystalline structures within their centers, which, again, you can't determine with the pendulum. But if you do get the uh, clockwise rotation on all of the energy centers, and you know you've got all of them open and they're functioning. Um, How do healthy issues relate to energy center balances? Do you want to take a shot at each one of these and then pass it off to you all? Or do you want to stick with uh, one part of each question first?
0: Um, I don't know. What do you have, Gary?
2: Could you... uh... I have replies to each of those questions divided up into sections, so we could do one question at a time or tackle the whole set, whatever is your preference.
0: Let's do the one at a time. How about you tell us what you think about the first part of those questions?
2: All right, the first two questions um, <clears throat> kind of combined into one, how do we de- determine if an energy center is indeed balanced and what are the alarming signals for an unbalanced energy center? So I'll tackle just that. Um, <clears throat> as to alarming signals, I don't know that um, any signals would be alarming in the sense of causing fear or dread or worry um, perhaps they do provide a neutral sort of alarm or signal of imbalance and blockage um, just to alert the self that there is some imbalance or blockage. So uh, I made a list of what might serve as a signal that there is a blockage. Um, the first of which is, are you experiencing an emotional charge? Uh, Ra described that if an emotional charge is present, then the, there is still a catalyst that needs to be um, paid attention to and used and processed. Uh, otherwise, or if there is not an emotional charge, um, there's probably not a blockage or imbalance there. Uh, the end result being that um, the entity – feels a finely tuned love or compassion that's not blinded by separation, as Ross said. Anyway, uh, another signal might be uh, manifestations of a physical ailment, which you ask about, Lily, in subsequent questions. Uh, Another signal might be any sort of disturbance to or disruption of um, your sense of well-being. Next, another signal might be a, a sense of fear or anxiety, constriction, isolation, Um, or any one of the many identified pathologies, of course, um, from mild depression to paranoid schizophrenia. Um, And as to that latter category, I don't know what blockages, and and I don't know how blockages and imbalances are at play in the more severe forms of so-called mental illness, only that it's a safe assumption that um, pretty serious blockages and imbalances are at play. Uh, And my final two potential signals are um, those that come from your thoughts. If you monitor your thoughts and see that over-attention is being paid to a particular subject or a theme of subject, something continually catches your attention or you find yourself drawn into uh, a topic, um, then that may signal – imbalance or blockage in your energy system and finally uh dreams of course Uh, dreams give clues and and signals of blockages and imbalance imbalances in uh symbolic form
0: in my mind and in my practice the primary way of determining energy center balances and imbalances is through the daily contemplation and balancing of the catalysts that stands out to us the most i think it's important to remember that our energy centers are not primarily a phenomenon linked with our physical bodies but instead uh primarily are sort of a system of psychology in a sense They're linked to first mental processes and understandings, and imbalances within these energy centers are essentially indicative of what our primary catalyst is as we experience it mentally. Um, Ra talked about this in uh, session 66, question 34. They said, Catalyst is offered to the entity. If it is not used by the mind complex, it will then filter through the body complex and manifest as some sort of physical distortion. The more efficient use of catalyst, the less physical distortion there is to be found. Uh, So if we utilize catalyst mentally, there's less chance of it being offered to the body complex, which is sort of the next part of Lily's question. Um, But uh, Ra also gave some quick rundowns of each energy center and how those blockages may manifest themselves mentally. Uh, And I'll run through those really quickly. Uh, Red ray being uh, the ray of survival, essentially. Um, They didn't actually give any indication of what this would look like if it were imbalanced, but I would imagine that it would be uh, something like a lack of will to live life, to experience low energy and stuff like that. The orange ray experiences uh, being the personal identity or personal complex. Uh, Ross said that Those blockages manifest as personal eccentricities or distortions with regard to self-conscious understanding or acceptance of self. The yellow ray experiences are understood in terms of social relations, such as your social identity or your relationship to groups, And blockages here will manifest as distortions towards power, manipulation, and other social behaviors concerning those close and those associated with the mind-body-spirit complex, according to Ra. Uh, The green ray is understood as the ray of universal love, and Ra says blockages in the green ray may manifest as difficulties in expressing what you may call universal love or compassion. Uh, Blu-ray is experienced experiences are understood in terms of how the experience may relate to free communication, and Ross says, Those blocked in this area may have difficulty in grasping the spirit-slash-mind complexes of its own entity and further difficulty in expressing such understandings of self. They also may have difficulties in accepting communication from other mind-body-spirit complexes. And the indigo ray experiences can be understood in terms of how the experience may be linked to universal energies, and blockages may appear as what Ra calls unworthiness or perhaps lack of self-worth. And then Ra says the violet energy center experiences can be understood in terms of how the experience may be linked to universal energies. Uh, Actually, no, that was the last one, wasn't it? Um... I believe it was how it relates to the sacramental nature of all things. But then they go on to say that uh, this energy center is simply the total expression of the entity's vibratory complex of mind, body, and spirit. It is as it will be, balanced or imbalanced, has no meaning at this energy level, for it gives and takes its in its own balance. Whatever the distortion may be, it cannot be manipulated as can the others and, therefore, has no particular importance in viewing the balancing of an entity. So in my mind is when you experience catalyst and when you are uh, at the end of the day contemplating the catalyst that really stands out to you, you can kind of have that mental checklist in place and see into which of these categories your catalyst might fall. And then you know that might be the energy center that you need to work on. And that is my opinion on the matter. Do you guys have any more to add to Lily's first part there?
1: Well, if we're going to go around and do the uh, second part of the question, I think you all have kind of done the second and third. But I'll take a shot at the uh, healthy issues and how they relate to energy center balances, since, uh, Austin, you did a good job on giving us an idea of what the blockages might manifest as. Uh, In the uh, red ray, uh, it's not only dealing with survival, but with the sexual life and activity. So not only would you have a desire to be alive and enjoy being alive, but you also would have a healthy sexual life, hopefully, with a life mate. Because when you do that over a long period of time, then it it turns into uh, the high sexual magic that is very helpful in uh, balancing and opening energy centers. Then the uh, orange energy center deals, as Austin said, with the uh, personal uh, eccentricity is the emotional nature of the entity. And the uh, healthy expression here is that which has uh, sees each other's self as an equal, as a partner. There is no desire to uh, control the person, uh, to uh, be controlled by the person. There's no fear of controlling or being controlled by. There's uh, a free give and take of energies between uh, you on a one-to-one basis with anybody else that you might have contact with. In the yellow energy center, that's sort of an expansion of what happens in the orange center. Uh, Again, you're engaged in activities with a group that are of a positive nature of hopefully being of service to others. And again, the group does not attempt to hold uh, others uh, hostage or to exercise power over them or to exploit them in any way. That all other groups are seen as being um, co-equal and uh, partners within a cooperative venture, whatever it might be. Uh, The heart energy center is that which uh, has the ability to allow us to feel the all-compassionate love for the creation around us. Overall, these energy centers, uh, if they're functioning freely and openly and in a balanced fashion, help us to see the creator everywhere. It keeps us in this centered fashion of uh, feeling like we are the creator and that all others are the creator too, and that everything that happens to us in our life, everything that happens to us is a gift of the creator, even if it doesn't look like it to anybody else. So you can see we have a long way to go uh, in order to continually and completely balance all of our energy centers. But the, the green ray does give us the first real indication of what this type of compassion can be like so that you feel... Uh, love for everyone and everything around you, that you see everything and one as the creator. And as we move up to the Blue Energy Center, as Austin said, it's uh, concerning itself with communication and inspiration, and uh, freely given. Uh, there is nothing expected in return when you're in the blue ray That you, you do not give in order that you get back. It's, there's nothing conditional about it. It's totally free and open. And the uh, communication can also... Um, elevate to uh, inspiration That you, uh, as Ross says uh, At this point you are the creator That at some point the green ray can be blocked By other entities um, But Blue ray cannot be blocked It is that which is totally outgoing and giving And has an overview of, of wisdom and love But mostly wisdom That sees the creator in all things the uh, indigo ray at the uh, brow is that area where, where it's open within us when we're able to feel a self-confidence on our spiritual path and in everything that we do. Because everything we do is a reflection of how we're following our spiritual path. So when you have the self-confidence that um, things are as they should be, that all is well, that uh, you are part of the, the plan of the Creator and that everybody else is, and that here we are having a, a game of life together then you're feeling the, um, the total beingness of the indigo ray. And as Austin mentioned, the uh, violet ray is basically the, uh, the thermometer, the, uh, the indicator of the overall balance. And, and again, I want to mention that uh, Ross says that it isn't so important that we completely activate all of these rays in order to be able to be graduated into fourth density. What is important is that we have a balance between all of these rays, especially the primary rays, the red, the yellow, and the blue. Those are the primary rays. And if we have those in balance as well as the others, then graduation to the fourth density can be possible and we won't be overstimulated, overwhelmed by the uh, impact of the love and light of the fourth density because there's a lot more light in the fourth density vibration. So uh, that's what I had to say. Gary, how about you? Got anything more?
2: I did want to note briefly that if you're hearing a lot of bass in your speakers when Jim is Talking, it's not because your bass is turned up too high, but he has a sore throat. And his voice is very deep right now. Um, <laughs> though maybe your bass is up too high. I don't know that. So um, your both of your answers were amazing and um, were worthy of a book. Not in quantity, but in the quality of the reply. So um, I won't break it down by chakras. I think you guys did an excellent job. I'll just, as to the question, how do health issues um, Instead of relate to energy centers, uh, I'll give a general, very, very general reply as to how um, mental catalysts can manifest in the body itself. Uh, In 81.14, Ra calls the body two things in relationship to the mind, a mirror and the creature of, Uh, Ra says, this is in terms of the archetypes. as are all the archetypes of the body. I'm sorry, I should have re- paraphrased this one. But they say uh, that th- the body is a mirror image of the thrust of the activity of the mind and then goes on to say in the same cu- same reply, uh, the body is the creature of the mind and is the instrument of manifestation for the fruits of mind and spirit. Therefore, you may see the body as providing the ethanol through which the alchemist manifests gold. So uh, there are seemingly countless ways that the body... Or, as you say, health issues um, can malfunction. Or perhaps it's better to say ways for the body to not work according to its ideal or even preferred design. Um, Some of these bodily distortions may be pre-incarnatively chosen in order to help focus the attention upon a specific lesson that the self is desirous of learning. Some of these bodily distortions may be the result of a strictly uh, physiological source uh, that has little or no connection to mental processes. Uh, For instance, coming into contact with some environmental contaminant like asbestos, or for instance, a Quote, chance genetic arrangement, as Ra called it in 6613. Uh, Though even seemingly strictly physical circumstances, uh, there may be underlying metaphysical causes. And many bodily distortions may be literally manifesting energetic blockages, imbalances, and mental distortions that are unprocessed by the mind. Um, As Ra said, in the quote that Austin quoted earlier, 61.7, a uh, catalyst that is not fully used by the mind. Um, so these are a few very general ways that the body may sh- indicate where or how there are blockages and imbalances. And uh, as to examples, um, my immediate go-to is the one that Ra mentioned Uh, They said of cancer that uh, it at least may be a manifestation of unforgiven or unintegrated or unhealed anger. Uh, That, of course, doesn't necessarily mean that all cancer is a result of anger, just that uh, perhaps Rod didn't quite speak to this, but perhaps it uh, is a good probability that cancer is a result of... uh, Anger, which anger is an expression of some kind of blockage or imbalance. Um, A few other real world examples um, that Ra gave were those that um, were happening within the LL research group, Carla, Don, and Jim. Of Carla, uh, Ra said, thus you may see in this entity the numbing of the arms and the hands signifying this entity's failure to surrender. ...to the loss of control over the life. Thus this drama is enacted... ...in the physical distortion complex. Um, In of Don... ...they said... ...in the questioner we may see the desire... ...not to be carrying the load it carries... ...given a physical manifestation... ...of the soreness of those muscles... ...for carrying used... ...that which is truly needed to be carried... ...is a pre-incarnative responsibility... ...which seems highly inconvenient... And uh, to, of Jim, they said, uh, mysteriously, in the case of the scribe, we see a weariness and numbness of feelings ensuing from lack of using catalysts designed to sensitize this entity to quite significant influxes of unfamiliar distortion complexes of the mental, emotional, and spiritual level. As the numbness removes itself from the higher and more responsive complexes, the bodily complex distortions will vanish. Maybe afterward, Jim can shed some light on what that means. Um... So that's my general, not as good as Austin and Jim's reply as to, um, examples and ways that blockage and imbalance can manifest in the body. What do you guys think?
0: I think that we, for, um, for better had a slightly different interpretation of that question. I think Jim ran down the healthy functioning of each energy center uh, taking the word healthy as that cue, which I think is very important because I gave examples of uh, improper functioning or unbalanced functioning. So then he gave the healthy ones. And then uh, I also interpreted it like you, Gary, what sort of health issues like body issues might manifest from imbalances. And um, I, the only thing I can use in, as an example is a personal example of my own which I relate to a Blu-ray sort of uh, imbalance, in that whenever I'm in a situation where there is something that I know that I need to communicate to somebody, if there's an issue with a relationship or a circumstance or a situation, and it's something that affects multiple people and not just me, and I know that it's something that I should uh, openly communicate and be honest about with other people and um, I am reluctant to do so, and I hesitate, and I don't do it, I will almost always in these situations get canker sores in my mouth. And it has happened a few times now without fail. Each time uh, my mouth just gets filled with canker sores, and it's incredibly painful, very inconvenient. But when I have the canker sores, I know exactly why I have them. And so uh, it's easy to figure out what the issue was. So that's the best example from my personal life I can give. I think Gary did a good job of running down health issues that might result from these sorts of imbalances. It all seems very uh, symbolic to me. Uh, If there's a health issue with a certain part of the body or it manifests in a certain way, it's almost like dream symbolism in that it is um, a symbolic representation of the mental catalyst that might be uh, being offered to the body. Uh, Any more thoughts on Lily's question from either of you? I think we worked it out pretty well. I think so, too. All righty. Well, Lily's second question about energy centers is, what is the difference between a balanced energy center and an activated energy center? And then there's a second part of the question. Do we want to break this one up like we did the last one? I think that's a good idea. I think that worked really well for the first set. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good, Gary. Why don't you start us off?
2: Balanced and activated are the energy centers activated by default. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where to divide my mind. I do think it's a good idea to divide it, but um, I guess I'll just stop reading when I realize I'm going into the second one. <laughs> so um, these are. This is a really good set of questions, Lily, and. Mm-hmm. I think this example of 35.1 speaks to both this set of questions and your previous set. Um, Ross says, actually, I'm going to have a difficult time dividing mine up because I used this one uh, Q&A to answer both sets. So I'll have to read
0: both. Do you want me to go first or wait? Um, let's just do the whole thing. So, uh, the, the question in total is what is the difference between a balanced energy center and an activated energy center? And then are there any energy centers activated by default? An example, the first three centers, or does it require work to activate each center? Sorry for complicating things. So 35.1,
2: uh, again, this Answer of Ra speaks to both this set and your previous set. Uh, Ra says, We shall now proceed to, shall we say, speak of the basic parameters of the one known as Franklin. Ra here is talking about uh, the President Franklin Delano Ro- Roosevelt. When an entity comes into third density incarnation, each of its centers is potentiated but must be activated by the self using experience. So, according to Ra, that. Um, begins to answer your question, are there energy centers activated by default? So FDR, the person we know as FDR, did do a lot of work in previous incarnations, did presumably activate all or most of his chakras, but he is born into incarnation um, with each of the energy centers potentiated, but still needing activation. So Ra goes on to say, The one known as Franklin developed very quickly up through red, orange, yellow, and green, and began to work in the Blue Ray Energy Center at a tender age, you would say. So, through using experience, the one known as FDR is activating each of these centers. Ra goes on. This rapid growth was due firstly to previous achievements in the activation of these rays. So, Past incarnations do play a role, uh, secondly, to the relative comfort and leisure of its early existence, thirdly, due to the strong desire upon the part of the entity to progress. <clears throat> uh, this entity mated with an entity whose Blu-ray vibrations were of strength more than equal to its own, thus acquiring catalysts for further growth in that area that was to persist throughout this incarnation, throughout the incarnation. Um, a little bit more information than you needed, according to your question. Ra says, this entity had some difficulty with continued green ray activity due to the excessive energy which was put into the activities regarding other selves and the distortion towards acquiring power. So here's a great example of activation and balance. The distortions in FDR of orange slash yellow ray, um, perhaps even in overactivation in that regard, I don't know. We're claiming the infinite energy for the purposes of those chakras and that those thoughts and that pattern of the mind, um, therefore diminishing the available energy for the higher chakras, or perhaps it's simply a matter balance in this regard is simply a matter of proportion and ratio. Uh, the orange slash yellow ray notes in Franklin. Um, in the symphony of franklin's self so predominated that the green ray note was drowned out or mute or muted uh, at any rate ra is describing an imbalance in fdr <clears throat> uh, and goes on to say this was to have its toll upon the physical vehicle as you may call it the limitation of the non-movement of a portion of the physical vehicle opened once again For some background, uh, FDR contracted polio and uh, was paralyzed, I believe, from the waist down, or had at least had very limited movement. So, back to what Ra was saying. The limitation of the non-movement of a portion of the physical vehicle opened once again for this entity, the opportunity for concentration upon the more, shall we say, universal or idealistic aspects of power, that is, the non-abusive use of power. So, here... In um, touching with your previous set of questions, here's another example of catalyst that is unused by the mind that is then manifesting in the body. And it's also an imbalance that is manifesting in the body. But in this case, uh, this manifestation of polio uh, was actually pre-designed into his incarnation because he, he wanted to learn a certain set of lessons and here was a safeguard that would help to steer him along his pre-chosen track if during the incarnation through the exercise of his free will he deviated from that track and then uh, if you're interested the final two paragraphs uh, as it just helps to round out the situation a little bit more Uh, thus at the outset of bellicose action presumably world war ii This entity had lost some positive polarity due to the excessive use of the orange and yellow ray energies at the expense of green and blue ray energies, then had regained the polarity due to the catalytic effects of a painful limitation upon the physical complex. Uh, This entity was not of a bellicose nature, but rather during the conflict continued to vibrate in green ray, working with the blue ray energies. The entity who was the one known as Franklin teacher also functioned greatly during this period as blu-ray activator not only for its mate but also in a more universal expression This entity polarized continuously in a positive fashion in the universal sense while, in a less universal sense, developing a pattern of what may be called karma. This karma having to do with inharmonious relationship distortions with the mate teacher. I wish Don had asked more questions about real-life examples because it's really illuminating. But um, that is my
0: reply to you guys. Excellent reply. Uh, Jim, do you have any thoughts to add to Gary's?
1: Okay. I'll see what I can do. Um, I think the uh, first three energy centers are, as she assumed by default, activated for everybody in third density because this is the third density. However, the balancing of the energy centers is what we each have to do. Uh, Not just those three, but if we are able to open any others, then the balancing is what we're really up to. So in our daily round of activities, the catalysts that come our way. We need to look at that catalyst, look at it carefully. And this is helpfully done in the uh, meditative state perhaps at the end of the day as you look back over the day, uh, observe the catalyst has come your way and see exactly uh, what it was and how it might have taken you off your center of seeing everything as the creator and as a loving gift of the creator. Then experience that catalyst again and allow it to become as large in your mind as it was originally. This, this is part of the balancing exercises, balancing of any energy center. Then, after you've been able to do that, allow the polar opposite, to come into your being, into your inner frame of reference and allow it to get as large in opposition as the first was in its original expression. Then you need to be able to accept yourself for having both of these ways for the Creator to know itself contained within your being. This is your gift to the Creator and this is the way that the Creator has given you the opportunity to learn who you are as well as an individual portion of the Creator. Then, since this is done in the meditative state, or even in the contemplative state, but I think it's more effective than in the meditative state, then this information, this experience can be seated within your beingness. If you just think about it or talk about it, then it's liable to kind of get away after a while. And it needs to be seated. And Ross suggests the very best way of doing this is to do it in meditation. That is uh, the very powerful way of learning our lessons, uh, uh, getting them within our total beingness so that they have an effect we can call upon them in the future and can eventually balance our energy centers. Austin, how about you?
0: I think you guys both gave great replies. My only additional thoughts have to do with the idea of energy centers being activated by default um as gary indicated with the quote from raw it is the utilization of experiences that activate energy centers but then as jim was hinting at since we're in third density it seems like the lower triad seems to be automatically activated by default like lily was asking and i think that uh both can be true in a sense in that um we are born into an environment a third density environment a third density society that will naturally offer us experiences that activate those energy centers. I think it's innate both within our social experience as well, just our biology and our psychology as human beings. So, uh, for instance, um, as babies, they slowly start to realize a separation between uh, a subject and an object, they gain personal identity. When they're born, they don't have that separation. They kind of view the entire world uh, as themselves. They don't realize that there's anything that is not a a personal identity, or uh, they don't realize they even have a personal identity. And eventually they gain it simply through interacting with the environment around them. Uh, They can realize that something that drops out of view still exists, even though they can't see it. And uh, things like that. And I feel like just being in the environment sort of activates that Orange Ray personal identity, uh, at least the very basic Orange Ray personal identity. And I'm sure that interactions with parents and family probably help that along a lot. And then with the yellow ray, which Ra described as like the social relationship ray, uh, once we reach an age of personal identity, uh, our society tends to sort of thrust us into a world of social relations. Uh, for a big part of our world, we're sent to school and start to be catalyzed by certain types of social identity. We become student classmate boy girlfriend we gain social relationships with uh, others who have a social identity such as teachers and uh, this can be seen as being default because it's something that we're sort of naturally put into by the environment that we're born into uh, but it is still the fact that we are experiencing it that activates that energy center uh, somebody that uh, is raised in isolation Uh, Let's say a child who has no human contact at all and is uh, completely alone probably wouldn't activate that yellow ray. They wouldn't have any concept of social identity or anything like that. Uh, So I do think that in that sense, they are activated by default. And then once we get to uh, the upper energy center, starting with the green, I think That is what takes some really conscious use of experience and conscious contemplation, some will and some faith to activate and start making the choices that activate those energy centers. Alrighty. Any more thoughts on Lily's second question there from either of you? Not for me. Nope, not for me. all righty. Well, that brings us to our time limit. Jim, would you like to send us off with the uh, re-
1: listeners? Yeah, we hope everybody has enjoyed our program today, and we really do thank you for questions. We thank you for uh, listening, and if you have any questions to send, please do that. Uh, we look at you as our other selves, and we treasure you, we love you, and we hope that you have a really good week. And uh, stay strong, stay positive, and this all help bring each other home. You've been listening
0: to LL Research's weekly podcast, In the Now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our websites, llresearch.org or bringforth.org. Thanks so much for listening, and a special thank you to those who submitted questions. Thank you so much, Lily, for these excellent questions. If you'd like to send us a question... Uh, for us please read the instructions on our page at www.llresearch.org podcast new episodes are published to the archive every wednesday afternoon have a wonderful week and we will talk with you then